podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. May I have your attention, please? You need passion. You need desire. You need want. We play with that passion. We play together. We play for each other. And we play to win. Welcome to Irish Illustrated International in the United States. I'm Len Clark. Across the Atlantic in the UK is J.B. McGrath. We are tied by a common love of Notre Dame football. J.P., practice number 10 in the books for the Fighting Irish. Brian Kelly talking to the media, talking about the offensive line, the defense, and the linebackers. What did you take away from BK's press conference? Yeah, I think um, Coach's press conference definitely continued some of the sentiments that we've seen from from the practices so far definitely um continuing that the, the offensive line is still a, still a work in progress no one's nailed down a spot um but also saying how impressed he's been with the early enrollees and i think definitely rocco spindler and, and blake fisher at, at the at the left guard and left tackle spots respectively uh have probably surprised the the coaches and how well they've come on um and he also spoke about um uh, the wide receivers and how, and how important they're going to be this year, singling out Braden Lindsay, um, Joe Wilkins and Lawrence Keyes. And they've been showing up on film, but he he needs them. They've been good. He said they've been good, but he needs them to be great. So yeah, I think it was what we had expected. Um, and um, well, Brian Kelly, not guaranteeing any positions, but if you were to guarantee a positions, it would probably be have, have to be at the wide receiver position where you do have those three athletes that you talked about. And one thing that Brian Kelly really didn't talk about on Saturday was the quarterback positions. It really focused on the defense, the offensive line, and the linebackers. And so not much given on the quarterbacks, but we know there's going to be a fight to go to determine who's going to be that starting quarterback come fall. Yeah, I thought um, that was interesting. And, and I also noticed this week, I actually think um, Drew Pine had a, had a better week than Jack Cohen. That's the first time I've probably seen that. I think some of the some of the, the balls, a um, couple of throws from, from Jack were a little bit underthrown, which is odd because I think um, Coach Kelly said in his last con- press conference they were surprised about his arm talent. I haven't seen that necessarily, but I think um, Drew Pine's looked really good and... Um, I mean the, the the quarterback position. I still think Jack Cohen will be the will be the starter heading into the game at Florida State. But I'm happy that they're pushing each other because inevitably that's going to mean for me the the best starter come come the start of the season. You know, a lot that goes into that quarterback determination is the chemistry with the wide receivers. We saw it through the years with Ian Book, where he was you know very close with Miles Boykin on. Film, have you seen anything where a Jack Conan, a specific receiver, or a Drew Pine in a specific receiver has really emerged? I think Jack, the Jack Cohen Michael Mayer connection I've seen in 10, 15 times, and that's so great to see. I mean, we, we know how special how special Michael is, but seeing that connection they have, I mean, he's he's Andy's most explosive player, uh, most explosive receiver, I should say. Uh, and it's great to see that they're, they're connecting. But I'm, I'm also seeing um, from both Pine and Cohen a great connection to to guys like Lawrence Keyes, guys like um, Joe Wilkins, um, guys like Braden Lindsay. So 
I think that the Cone-Mayer connection stands out the most, but I think the chemistry between the quarterbacks and the receivers is definitely building. You can see there's a great um, spirit in, in, in those two groups. Well, in order to have an effective passing game, you need good pass protection. And as you mentioned, that there is no starters named on the offensive line. The coaches are kind of mixing it up. We know that Jarrett Patterson will be back. Will Zeke Carell be the center? Probably, but it's not guaranteed. So Brian Kelly and the coaches still trying to find the right fit, whether it be athleticism or talent. And that's really going to have a big determination on the quarterback position as well, because if the line is inconsistent, you're going to have to go with a more mobile quarterback as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you, and you would probably say, oh, uh, Tyler Buckner, the, the incoming freshman quarterback, is not athletic. But we saw um, both Pine and Co making some making some um, plays with their feet. But um, I do think the offensive line will will get there. I mean, it, it's obviously been a bit bit concerning, and I think this week was probably the worst I've seen of of the O line. I think I, I mainly put that down to how dominant the defensive line in both the first and the second teams has been. But I mean, on the the first clips that we got on Thursday, four quarterbacks throwing to receivers with three different centers. I mean, you could say maybe that's the first team centre, second team centre, third team centre, but it kind of goes with what we've been hearing that no one's been able to to, to nail that down. And especially that interior offensive line, I think, has just been a little bit a little bit weaker. But we have to understand that Notre Dame returning at the moment, no starters from last year with with, with passes and being injured at the moment. And this is a very um, well-rounded defensive line group. So you're happy with how well the defensive line is doing, but you're a bit... Um, a bit concerned about the the offense the offensive line, but they've got some great coaches there. It's always a strength. I, I believe that there's enough bodies there, there's enough talent there um, to field a great five come the start of the season. He's J.P. McGrath. I'm Len Clark. This is Irish Illustrated International. We're talking Notre Dame football, practice number 10 in the books, 15 scheduled, the 15th and final practice on May 1st in the blue-gold game. We mentioned injuries with Jared Patterson. An injury on the defense is linebacker Drew White and Brian Kelly talked a lot about the linebacking position. Shane Simon met with members of the media, as well as Kurt Heinisch on that defensive line. And the defensive linemen are very excited about the new scheme of Marcus Freeman, especially with the move, move of Myron Tagliavola-Amosa to defensive end. Yeah, I think this week, I, I mentioned it uh, just previously, the defensive line was was the standout for me. I mean, well, some other stuff they've been doing. Um, uh, Mike Elson, the, the defensive line coach, spoke and said the multiple fronts and the fluidness of Freeman's package is something that's is really fun and to work with, and you can see it, especially the, that interior um, Heinish who you just mentioned, just being a being a menace inside. Aiden Kiana Anna and, and Nana Asafa Mensa in the seconds and thirds, always around the ball, always pushing the pocket. How across the Adam Yodas and Marin Tangavalo Amosa, who's a, who's a really integral piece for that D-line, given his flexibility. We, we, we know that Freeman wants to have the same guys on the field to match high-tempo offences, to, to, to seamlessly transition between three-man fronts and four-man fronts and all of the sort of um, coverages and, 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 and alignments he wants to do. At his height and at his, at his weight, him on the D-line, that piece that he can move around, especially in that, that D-tackle, strong side end spot. It's great to see that he's performing well. Coach Elson said he's been the most productive player so far this spring. So, yeah, defensive line gets me excited for next year. And a key in Marcus Freeman's defense is depth. In order to do what you need to do with that defensive scheme, you'd have to have a lot of individuals, and that's uh, something that Notre Dame has on defense this year. Definitely. And it's, it's not just the, the defensive line that we spoke about. We spoke about the linebackers as well. I think the, the defensive backs have actually been really impressive so this week as well. 
I mean, it's probably the biggest area of weakness, but from what I've seen, starting with Isaiah Pryor, he for me was the the the, the player of the week this week. Uh, had the had the player of spring so far, the player of spring so far with this amazing sort of wrestle pick off Cambridge wrong. He's a big tight end in the end zone, and then also having what would be a sack in in, in real game time, zooming past Blake Fisher, who of course has really impressed some guys on the defensive line with his uh, ability coming in as a freshman. Um, I think he's been he's been great, and he's really uh, Isaiah Pryor. This is that rover position that's been left with um, Arusa Koromoa's departure to the draft. It's such an important position, as we know. And the two things you need: being able to cover big-bodied uh, tight ends and rushing the passer. We're seeing that, which is great. Another guy on the defensive line, um, Jordan Batelho. I think he's been had a really great week. Um, Coach Elson said this week that that viper, that weak side end position, is something. It's the difference is is there's more multiple in coverages with 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 Freeman's defense, and we've seen him coming off the edge, coming up inside, dropping into coverage. Uh, so that's been really uh, promising. But also guys like KJ Wallace, who's who we've seen in the special teams drill this week. He had a great pass breakup. Ryan Barnes, Houston Griffiths showing up, and a great uh, interception by Tariq Bracey to end the the seven on th- seven on seven on Thursday. Um, just great to see the guys seem to all be enjoying their football. It's a great spirit. I don't, maybe I'm maybe I'm being biased, but I'm, I'm looking at the videos and seeing all the guys, and I think it's it's great to see this unit, this defensive back unit, continuing to show up on film because we need them to show up next year. Okay, JP, we've talked about the offense, we've talked about the defense, and this past week we learned a little bit more about special teams in talking to Coach Brian Polian. What did you pull out of that conversation? Yeah, I thought. Um, the, the term fair catch you has 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 been attributed with with Notre Dame in, in regards to in regards to their special teams unit. What I will say is this is is that Ohio State, the runner up in in last year's college football playoff, finished with ninety three return yards on the season, and ninety seven of the one hundred and twenty seven FBS teams um, that did not return a kickoff for a score last year. Each each of the four playoff teams were a part of that ninety seven as well as as well as Georgia. So it really speaks to what. Uh, Brian Pony was saying about the game changing, the, the the fair catch rule change in 2018, meaning that from the end zone to anywhere inside the 25, if, if, if you signal a fair catch, you start at the 25. It's definitely changed the way teams are approaching um, special teams, especially um, kickoff returns. I will say I think some of the annoyance with some uh, Notre Dame fans is that we're not expecting to have a Jalen model back there, but there's some good, great three-star, four-star athletes that we have. Can we be putting them back there? Uh, I know Mas- no, no knock on Matt Sedona. I think he did a great job last year, especially catching the ball. But we'd like some, 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 some athletic dudes. I mean, Chris Tyree was. We were hoping would maybe kick on uh, last year, but like like Brian Polian said, the, the the main goal is is ball security. And he said Chris Tyree wasn't very comfortable catching the ball, so you know what, he's not going to put him out there, which is which is completely fair enough. Uh, one guy who I will say I'm excited to see. I've seen him in the drills, Lorenzo Styles, the incoming uh, freshman wide receiver. In his senior year at high school, he he, he notched three punt returns and and one kick return for a touchdown. Uh, very very athletic guy. So I think the criticism is slightly unfair because obviously the rules have changed. But I think we would we want to see some more explosive athletes back there, just just in case we manage to break one off and bring one back. Well, you mentioned the criticism, but how about frustration by the Irish fans? Because there is a history of great returners at Notre Dame that have really uh, got Notre Dame back into some games and, and really changed the complexion of a game. So I'll 
I'll meet the fans on a little bit of frustration, but uh, Coach Brian Pullian said it's a whole new era of college football, and you have to adapt to the change. So we've talked about special teams and, and kickoff and punt return, but Notre Dame has a lot of experience coming back with the kickers. Jay Bramlett, who can flip the field as a punter, and Jonathan Doerr coming back for a graduate year, started off the season red hot, and then kind of got into a little bit of a slump toward the end of the season when we really needed him the most. But uh, it, it's, it's a lot mental uh, upstairs that Brian Pullian talked about. He's even used the analogy of a golfer having a, you know, a bad swing. And so I know that they're working with Jonathan Doerr. We haven't heard too much about him during the spring, but we have talked with Jay Bramlett, and so Notre Dame is very solid in that position. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think both of them, I'll, I'll come on to Doerr. Door first, obviously he he had that game against Clemson, which was which he just came up clutch, and of course down the stretch he he did become quite inconsistent. What I will say is that spring practice definitely helps out what you want to do on special teams. It's going to help out them both with Door and Brambler and um, Bramlett with, with 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 the punt unit. Like what Brian Polian said, you don't need to be big hitting guys getting turnovers if you're pressuring them hitting up those hitting up those guys that are catching the ball and resulting in a difficult starting position for the for the offense coming in that's as good as a block punt or uh, a kick down to the one yard line or, or a big hit to, to release a fumble so yeah I think it's um it's an area of of of, of strength and I think it can be become a lot stronger with the guys they have this year um Especially those um, those linebackers who we spoke about earlier. I think guys like Bauer, Leofau, Kaiser, even the bigger safeties like uh, Isaiah Pryor um, can help this unit this year. Well, we're down to five practices left. That fifth and final one is going to be the Blue Gold game. So really four more practices where the players are really going to have to compete on the field. And then the Blue Gold game is really a showcase, if you will, for the fans. So Brian Kelly talked about the goals over the next five practices, and that is to be consistent, really execute, and then try to find the individuals who might step up and be starters by the time fall co- rolls around. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think they're steadily improving each practice. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of new guys, uh, a lot of a lot of incoming freshmen that are coming in. I think it was the biggest recruiting class that, that Kelly's had uh, at, during his time as, as Notre Dame head coach. So it's great to see different units uh, continuing to get better, especially that defensive back unit. I thought that was a real win this week. I was a bit, not worried, but it was probably the biggest uh, area of concern on that defence. And it's so vital for those um, corners, especially to be sound, to really allow this defence to to be unleashed under Freeman. Uh, And it's great to see that they're improving. So uh, looking forward to another week. Well, JP, I think you hit it on the head. Improvement is the, the key takeaway of this podcast and practice this past week. We know that Notre Dame has lost a lot, but uh, the big thing that I'm taking away is there's a lot of excitement with new players, people able to step up and to really showcase their talents. And if you just keep the players healthy right now, that's going to be a key going into the fall. So it's going to be interesting over the next week. We'll talk again after practice next Saturday. So two more podcasts before we wrap it up and then look forward to the start of the year. But what do you anticipate in the next five practices? Ooh, I anticipate. I anticipate keep, uh, units keep on getting units getting better. Um, I think we've seen what I'm looking forward to seeing, which we haven't really spoken on, is the sort of opening up of the offense. I've seen it so far in the clips, some RPO action, some some screens, um, some two back sets with Kyron Williams and Tyree. I mean, that'd be great. If we can get a 
some plays we can get both of those guys on the field. They're so dynamic. So I'm looking forward to some more offensive side. This week was great for the defense. Uh, I want to see some some crazy wide receiver plays. We've seen a few clips on uh, uh, online, but um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd want to see the offense stepping up a bit this week. I'm, I'm happy with the defense improvement. We've got a great coordinator. I want to see some of these guys on the offense making some plays. He's J.P. McGrath over in the U.K. I'm Len Clark in the United States, and this has been Irish Illustrated International. J.P., great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening, and everybody, go Irish! Podcast Network.